0: Today's video is brought to you by storyboardthat.com. Please visit teachercast.net slash storyboardthat for a limited time offer. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast App Spotlight. You are listening to the podcast that gives you the best in educational technology right from the app developers themselves. I am thrilled that you have decided to make TeacherCast your home for professional development. My name is Jeff Bradbury, and there's several great ways that you can participate in our show each and every week. We love it when you follow us on Twitter, at TeacherCast. Leave us a voicemail over at TeacherCast.net slash voicemail, email us over at feedback at teachercast.net, and check out and subscribe to this audio and video show over on teachercast.net slash iTunes and teachercast.net slash YouTube. And I got to tell you, the last... 12 months here have been amazing over at the teacher cast broadcast network and of course on our sister show the tech educator podcast we have been talking about google we've been sharing google things we've been talking about chrome extensions we've been talking about google classroom and today we're going to be talking about a great management system that's going to help your school district put all of that stuff together i am proud to welcome back onto the show my good friend mr jack west from the hapara team jack how are you today
1: I'm doing great, and thank you so much for bringing me on to the show, Jeffrey. It's been a while since we had a chance to speak to each other in New York City. I think it was three years ago when Hapara won the Gap App Challenge for New York City schools, and uh, I'm sorry that we haven't caught up in the time in between, but I'm
0: glad that we're here together now. So, Jack, tell us a little bit about Hapara. Uh,
1: Yeah, I'd be happy to. Hapara is a tool set that wraps around Google Apps for Education, providing instructional value, insight, visibility, and communication oversight for educators and administrators in Google Apps for Education environments.
0: So, But really, Jack, what does all of that mean? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, so that's the 10-second pitch, right? Uh, What that means is... Using a cloud-based working environment is something new for education. Uh, Teachers have used email forever. Teachers communicate with each other, and many teachers colonized the Google environment with their individual accounts before the domain concept was available where you could have everything wrapped up inside of a controlled environment with your uh, productivity applications and your communications applications. Once that happened, the education world... Had a difficult time translating what the uh, business world had to do 10 years before, which is figure out, okay, I've got this workflow, I've got all these communications, I have all these places where I store files that need these people need access to at this time, and these people need access to over here. There has to be an archiving process. And all that knowledge management was something that the business industry had learned because they adopted these tools and these cloud-based tools in particular, not necessarily Google right away, but other versions. Uh, So they had it rolled out. Teachers, administrators, it's something totally different because we're not collaborating with our team of six. We're not overseeing the four or five charges that we have. As a teacher in a high school, let's say, typical U.S., middle-of-the-road funded public high school, you may have 150, 160 kids on your caseload, all of whom you're communicating with on a daily basis, all of whose work you need to be able to interact with on a daily basis. And it's an entirely different problem to solve than that one, which uh, the business industry had to do. So uh, Jan Zvatsky and Tony Kong, former knowledge management consultants from the business consulting world, were doing a volunteer project for a local small school district in New Zealand that was very early in going Google Apps one-to-one with devices. And essentially built a prototype of what has since become teacher dashboard. And then now we have other, other many other productivity tools and, and uh, knowledge management tools that we've wrapped around the outside. And that's what we'll continue to do.
0: Now with Hapara, this is really something that a district level administration should use. This isn't like a classroom. It's
1: installed At the district level in the domain. So we work with the district super administrator who has to have access to the school's data, at the very least the timetable and the usernames of the teachers and students. Mm -hmm. And when I say timetable, that's, I mean, class schedule or master schedule. But it's the teachers who are deploying this in the classroom, making use of the visibility of all the student interactions, making use of the visibility of all that student work fed to them just in time. And the tools like the interact tool that I'll show you shortly that allows you to see the actual screens of the students and interact with them in a priority messaging fashion directly.
0: And is, is, this, is there any parent involvement in this? Can the parents use this system to see what their students are doing? Is this strictly on a, on a school's admin eyes only? We have
1: an a, um, initial parent visibility product that comes along with any enterprise installation. We just call it Parent Portal for now. It doesn't have any fancy name. allows the parents to go and log into the system and see all of the work that their child's doing in Google Apps in read-only format so that the students still have the ownership and then the parents can go in and see it. In the same way that they would see what comes home in the shuttle folder uh, when schools worked all in paper, now they can see it in a, in a, in a shuttle folder, if you will, that's like online access.
0: So l- let me see if I can get you to define a couple of those terms here before we get into our demo. You're using the term Google Apps, and we do mean Docs, Spreadsheets, Slides, etc. But with Google Drive now having an unlimited hard drive, do you have access to manipulate, to look at all of the, the media, the pictures, all of those things that are in the students' Google Drive, or is it just specifically those, quote-unquote, Google Apps docs? Yeah, so there's actually two things that
1: you're asking there. One is, uh, what am I referring to when I say Google Apps? And what you just described is that which we do and store in Google Drive. And then there's the rest of the Google Apps universe, which is Gmail. Blogger sites, you know, Google Plus, if the kids are 13 or older, and when we contract with a school, what we're doing is we're building an instance of the Hopper tools, the Hopper interface. I interchangeably use Hapara and Hapara, forgive me. Hapara is how we pronounce it here in the States, and Hapara is how they pronounce it over in New Zealand. <laughs> what we're doing is we're giving the school a licensed version instance of those tools that lives on the Google App Engine, sort of like Amazon Cloud Hosting Services, a server place in the cloud where a version, a rep, a, their own instance of those tools exists that they then give permission to act inside of their Google Apps domain, which contains all those applications that I just referred to. So it is all of those applications that are encompassed in the Hopper tools.
0: And that's. I'm glad that you mentioned that because many people that I talk to say, "Well, we use Google Classroom," and and my response to that is, "Well, that's nice, but that means that you have students inside of a teacher's classroom, and that's really it." I mean, we talk about Google Classroom being a document management tool, but but Hopera is really a Google Apps everything. I mean, I like you said, blogger and and site, all those different things. That's really why a school district would want to. Uh, to, to bring Hapara into their school district?
1: Well, that's certainly part of it, Jeffrey. But Google, let's, let's put it this way. Classroom is an excellent tool for the incipient Google Apps using teacher that will allow a teacher to get out an assignment, put a due date on it, and, and bring it back. Uh, for, for sort of a, a linear process where there's very clear beginning and ending and uh, everybody's doing the same thing, uh, that's, that's pretty simple. And the folder structure is, is built in such a way to be resilient, but also there's a lot of them uh, as, as we've had to work with because there isn't yet an API open so that we can easily grab those classroom objects and pull them into the teacher dashboard in Hapara, for example, though the two do work together pretty nicely. It does require a hack for the moment. Um, Google also has to think about building something for a billion users. And so it has to be pretty resilient, pretty minimal, and, and they can't really uh, consider uh, a support team or, or customization. So they've got to build things that are, uh, for, in one way, which is awesome, very, very simple, um, but also that fit lots and lots of different environments. And when the Hopper team comes in, it's a consulting process. We learn about the school system. We understand your timetable, we understand uh, how teachers work with students, whether it's in a really democratic fashion with students, for example, in a continuation high school w- who may, may turn over every month, or if it's a traditional environment that, um, just like the Google Classroom, it is, is designed to fit for, for that one use case. And in any of those cases, we then design the dashboards in collaboration with the school IT leaders and teacher leaders to make sure that it's going to best suit the 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 school's purpose
0: well jack let's take a moment here and uh why don't you give us a little tour of uh, hapara absolutely
1: here's the dashboard i have you right now inside of a class in a dashboard view drive uh excuse me a dashboard uh view of one folder in google drive for a given class This setup we're looking at right now is probably best suited to an elementary grades classroom, but, of course, it can be customized for any age group, uh, K through 12. We do exclusively work in the K-12 environment. There are a few community colleges we serve here and there, but we're focused on on K-12. The first thing you notice is that each of the students in the class has a tile, and there's some basic information in each of those tiles uh, some, some meta files, excuse me, some meta information about the things that they've most recently done. All of those things are hot and can be accessed by the teacher in this case, uh, just a sample document, nothing in it yet, because this is a, not a real school. This is our demo account. And you get uh, a sense of what the kids have been doing recently in each of these dashboard views. Again, this is one folder for a typical elementary grades classroom and drive where there would be other folders like the writing folder, the math folder, the inquiry folder, etc. Each of these tiles also has a number of tools including um, basic grouping structures and this isn't google groups, this is class groups like kids who are in one project group versus another kids who are high level readers or advanced readers versus incipient readers, et cetera. Um, And then there's a whole tool set that allows you to interact with them, communicate with them, set groups for them, set assignments, share files, and that same ability extends across each of the dashboard views for the other properties. Now we've talked about this before that it's not just Drive. So let's go over to Google Sites for a second. Same basic structure of recent student work, but now we're looking at site pages inside of Google Sites that kids have recently been interacting with. So Michael has a couple of edits on his creativity page on his Google site. If it best suits a school, we can help the school to uh, construct and distribute a template Google site that each student might use then as a portfolio. So now we're looking at maybe a longitudinal use that every English class contributes to the English section of the portfolio and every social studies class contributes to the social studies section of the portfolio and so on. It's just another version of the same type of uh, dashboard view that you get for sites. Blogger, which has been around for a long time, is seeing a resurgence in education, student blogging, because of its presence in Google Apps. And because there's a significant body of research now showing that the more kids write in the informal social space, the better their language art skills are. The more they improve, the more quickly they improve. Um, And that's true above and beyond any formal instruction that they may get there's something about the motivation and the freedom and the choice that they get so it's the same kind of mouse over get some basic meta information or click on the most recent work and go and see it so that's that's dashboard and that's where we started we have added in interact which is a screen visibility tool that allows a teacher to see what students are doing in the moment on their Chrome browsers. So for example Kawakami here has Minecraft, uh, Engage, Open, Drive, and a graphic organizer. And I'll actually pull out Kawakami so you can see what that's referring to. Kawakami, this is a different Chrome profile, but you could imagine it being another computer running the full Chrome browser. The student has Minecraft, Open, Engage, which I'll show you in just a moment student's drive, and then this graphic organizer. And that's all listed here in Kawakami's tile in the Interact tab. In current screen view, we get a little bit uh, more easy-to-see version, and actually Kawakami's not logged in right now, but it would be a screenshot uh, of each of the student front tabs in for Interact. So it's a little bit easier for the teacher to see what's going on. In addition...
0: So, so that's just pulling up and showing, is that student currently logged into their Google account?
1: That's correct. And it's showing what they are doing in that browser in particular.
0: And does that count if they're using their Google account on their particular uh, smartphone?
1: They must be using their Google Apps for Education account on a full Chrome browser. So that could be on a MacBook, It could be on a Lenovo PC running laptop, running windows, or perhaps most easily on a Chromebook on which they must be using their, uh, their school accounts in Chrome.
0: And that's only on a Chrome browser. So if the student opens up IE, then what they do on IE
1: will not be visible. So if a school is looking for a comprehensive management solution, MDM solution, this may not be that tool because the students can go other places and not be visible. But if the students are using Chromebooks, it is pretty darn close to what you get when you have a full MDM. And this is super lightweight,
0: and it's done with a Chrome extension. So how do the – is 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 this the screen that a teacher sees, or is this the screen that an administrator sees?
1: Yes. Um, so it's both. Okay. So then the next you question choose. is like
0: like like, okay, take John Doe there. How does – Okay. I am John Doe's teacher, and so is Mr. White. So what? how do we set John Doe up to be in both classes, or does that somehow happen, you said, through scheduling?
1: That happens with uh, with our work on the front side with uh, whoever it is that's the super administrator and probably the sysadmin for the school, which is often the same person. Um, But I can bounce out to the classes view and share with you like these would be all the classes that this teacher teaches and they can click in and go and see any one of them. We were just in room 12, the purple one. But if I were an administrator, I could conceivably do that for all of the classes in the entire school or in the entire district, perhaps if they're all in the same domain and search for any given class where I'd like to see uh, the work of the students.
0: What is the time that it takes generally to set something like up? Let's say that you have a school district of 2,800 kids and you wanted to put half of them because they're middle and high school onto this. What information does a school need? Do they send you guys a CSV or is that something that the system automatically can figure out? Or does some poor guidance counselor have to sit here and do this by hand? (laughs) So we
1: send a guide to our super admin contact at the school district. This is the person who's in charge, and could be a few of them, The person in charge of the Google Apps for Education domain. Um, that person is usually either the same person who also has access to the student information system, whether that is uh, PowerSchool or Infinite Campus or Aries or whatever, um, or at least it's, you know, sits next to that person if they're not that person themselves they need to be able to pull a certain amount of data out in a, ahead of our meeting with them, which will be a screencast like this one. And they'll attempt to format it to a certain extent. And then we'll spend about an hour, maybe an hour and a half with them, tweaking their data and setting up their Google apps environment to allow the Hapara tools to act in the domain on their behalf. And they will be up and running maybe with two or three hours of prep for that school size. And with the hour and a half we spend together with them, and then they're ready to rock
0: and roll. And do you usually find that year two, it's a little bit easier, or is every year the same type of new schedule, new meetings, new everything?
1: So for your two to 3,000 student school district, it's going to take probably two or three hours every year. It's beginning of the year setting up the, the schedule. And then it may take uh, maybe 10 or 15 minutes every couple of weeks if you're manually updating the enrollments or it's very simple for schools to automate that process with uh, some basic curl script uploads and, and links.
0: Now, is this have anything to do with the Google apps admin where you can set your privacy and you can set your parental controls and you can set, you know, add and change new users. Is this replacing that dashboard or is this something completely different? And if so, how?
1: Yeah, it's, It relies upon the Google Admin Console. So you're giving permission to Hapara tools to act on your behalf as an administrator who has control of that Google Admin Console. And we have our own Admin Console, the Hapara Admin Console, that is made to look a bit like that, so the navigation's familiar, where you will determine, do we want a dashboard for Gmail so so teachers can see student Gmail activity do we want to create those portfolio Google sites for the kids or are we just going to do site visibility or no site visibility? Do we want to focus on interact or for the forthcoming, which I want to take just 30 seconds to share because I'm really excited. We are releasing this next month, um, the assignment management, right? So what I've shown you is visibility and access and what everyone said was, we want assignment management, we want project management, we want unit management, we want something that goes a little bit deeper and allows us to do school like we expected to do school in the 21st century. And that's that's what this is. The name I'm going to call for the moment is, is just a workspace. That may be the name we end up with, but we're probably going to call it something else. And what you see in front of you is a list of all the assignments or projects or units that a given teacher has created for her classes. I can go into any one of these and up pops up this matrix of all that you think about as an educator, when you're thinking about a body of work, whether it's a simple homework assignment and it just has one piece of evidence that the kids need to create solve problems, 21 through 27 in the textbook from pages 109 and 110 or If this is a collaborative project where I have five different groups that are all doing five different things with many different expectations. So you can see, and I'll try and zoom in here a little bit, the teacher can add goals that may be standards aligned, resources, and this is kind of like a playlist. Each thing can have an image, a link, a title. Uh, and then the evidence, which any assignment would have, which is what the students should be doing. And here, this is something that we uniquely have, which is the ability to kick off a creation event, either for an individual or for a group, upon the first click for a student of one of those files. Now, these all happen to be spreadsheets, but they could be anything that that teacher can create in Google that will then be replicated for that child when they click it. Uh, On the other end, you can see rubrics, and this is just a place for now for teachers to put what it is that they expect of the kids to do. So maybe it's just a a grid. It's not an actual assessment system. It's just a a way way for teachers to communicate their expectations. Now, what's so cool about this is you can see on the left side over here that there are groups, right? Group A, B, C, D, and E. And as I mentioned before, each of the groups can be doing different things toward the same same end of learning these standards or progressing toward uh, an exam that everybody's gonna take at the end, but the teachers much more easily uh, can customize it so that what shows up for group A here that I have just clicked over to the groups builder may be quite different than what shows up for group B or C And maybe John and Michael over here on the bottom are doing independent work. And and I have them on the same schedule learning the same thematic things, but actually doing quite different work because Michael is doing an investigative report with a a local mentor while everybody else is working on um, the history of World War II or something like that. And for the first time, we have a student version. So everything that we've built so far has been teacher-facing, and now for the first time we have something that the students can engage with, a student dashboard, if you will, for this same thing. And a student logs in, what they see is what, uh, in summary view, they see all the things that they have to do, the who's who in the our world, the wonder literacy assignment. They get a sense of when it's due. The teacher actually can pre-plan all these things and trigger them to make, be visible for the students when they want them to be. And then they'll show up as late, although not necessarily locked, when, when those items are supposed to be finished. If the student clicks into any one of these, then they get the same view that the teacher had. But they can only edit or add to the assignment in the areas that the teacher is allowing them to do so. So the teachers, for example, with the group A for this one student has set the goals and the students can't modify the goals. But the teacher is perfectly cool if the student wants to add a resource of their own so that their other group members can have it. Similarly, if this student would like to add a different type of evidence to demonstrate their understanding, they can do that as well, but they must also demonstrate the evidence that the teacher has chosen. So I I know that was a lot to throw in, and and I've probably gone way over time, but this is something I'm really excited about. Our team's been working on, and it's something that I don't think quite exists in exactly this way, this assignment, project, unit, management, interaction, workspace that is egalitarian and flexible so that it can do a simple assignment and yet also be there for the, the really complex, individualized, differentiated classroom.
0: Well, it's it's certainly something that I think is lacking these days, and it's certainly something that I can see any school district or you know teacher using to collaborate with their students, to create assignments, to put it together. And is this out? I mean, we're recording this in, in the early June here. Is this something that's currently out or is this something that's going to be popping out in the next uh, few uh, moments here?
1: We are in beta right now, and we're talking about it like I'm talking about it with you so that we can continue to, to build more interest. We're in school districts all over the world, all different time zones, all different settings, so we can get feedback and, and continue tweaking it. But we will officially launch at ISTE of this year at the end of this month, and then it will be available for sale Uh, and use by the public at some point before the northern hemisphere school year starts
0: now if i'm a teacher and i'm using this system here and i wanted to share this research this information if i if i wanted to collaborate with other teachers how does that work
1: yeah um so we go to the boards and for the moment, because I'm not sure if it made it quite in yet, we definitely know that's a priority and it will be easy for a teacher to, to share a board with another teacher. I think for the moment, all you're able to do is to share the URL of that board. But soon it will be a, a collaborative experience between teachers.
0: So, Jack, it really does seem like APAR is the perfect situation and solution for any school district that's running google apps throughout the gambit i mean blogger and sites and docs and anything that you have Hapara certainly does seem like a great management solution
1: well that's very kind of you to say uh, i i certainly think so but i'm a little bit biased i think uh, we work with schools that have started to do this one-to-one thing early and who have the objective of increasing student agency um, it's, it's a tough thing to manage a classroom. We all know that. There's lots of different, different contexts in which teachers work. And in some cases, it's really important that there is very, very strict alignment. And the desks are in rows and, 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 uh, and columns. Um, and this tool will work for managing workflow in any environment, including that one. But what I've showed you at the, toward the end, I think, is also a, a way, particularly Interact and the workspace tool, it opens the opportunity for teachers in settings where they'd like to give the students a, a lot more choice and opportunity to go in their own direction, at least pursue things within the uh, aegis of the, of the existing unit at their, at their own discretion, maybe at their own rate or maybe in their own thematic way. And uh, that, that really hasn't been possible because it takes so much work and so much time in the public school environment in particular, where caseloads are so high. And I think with this kind of tool, it's going to become more
0: possible. You know, the thing that I, you said that absolutely sold me on it was two to three hours. And, I, you know, talking to a lot of district tech people, the the nightmare of putting schedules together and then getting kids in and then making sure the technology works and making sure that every kid is that's the early nightmare. So to have something like a that's going to absolutely be there and be your friend, and you know, willing to work with the schedules that you have, whether it's Power School, whether it's Genesis, whether it's you name it out there, it's it's a system that I would highly recommend to any school district.
1: Oh, thank you. i Really appreciate that, Jeffrey.
0: Let's make sure people know where to find you. I'm going to pull up your website here over at Hapara.com. What can we find here? How does a school district get started? to contact you and begin that process?
1: Yeah, well, if they're here, they just had a demo, which is great. They've got an introduction to the tools. We run demos weekly uh, in all time zones, and anyone can come in at any time and learn more. Hitting the Contact Us button will trigger a record that will look at the domain and try and find out where you're from, or you can just tell us where you're from, and then we'll find our regional solutions manager. And ask them to get in touch with you because Hapara tools, as you gather from the demo, are not a sign up, give me your email, and start using them right away. We require a relationship. We handle sensitive data, and we, you can't just get going on your own. You need to have the relationship with us. And so that first step is making contact.
0: That's pretty cool. Um, Jack, where can we go to get a hold of you and find out more information about the great stuff at Hapara? You can reach me
1: pretty easily, jack at com. You can also hit our blog, which you'll find on the website, and we're on Twitter at, at hapara underscore team. You'll find us in all of those places pretty active. We try to share as many resources from our community to the rest of the world as possible.
0: Jack, it was about three and a half years ago that you guys were on this show last. Please don't make it three years before you come back on. Please come back and share all the great stuff that's happening with uh, with Hapara.
1: Would love to. Thank you for the invitation.
0: Well, my friends, that wraps up this episode of the TeacherCast app spotlight. I want to thank our, and our friends, Jack from Hapara, for coming on and sharing the great stuff that's happening with Hapara and with Google Apps and how you can use it in your school district. There's, of course, several great ways that you can connect with us here on TeacherCast. We love it when you find us on Twitter at TeacherCast. Leave us a voicemail over at TeacherCast.net slash voicemail. Email us at feedback at teachercast.net. And I can't stress enough, it is shows like this that came out of feedback. People kept asking questions over, is this something that I can use? Am I using Google Classroom right? How do I do it? And I said, let me get Jack back on the show. So thank you guys so much for all the feedback. If you wouldn't mind, please head on over to our our channel over on TeacherCast.net slash iTunes. Download this show. Subscribe to the show. Share it with your friends. And more importantly, leave us a good five-star rating and a review on our channels. We certainly appreciate it. My name is Jeff Bradbury. You can, of course, catch me live every single Sunday night at 7 o'clock on the Tech Educator Podcast Live. That is 7 o'clock Sunday over on TeacherCast.tv. Until next time, keep sharing the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students.